Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Train, Eat, Repeat. Andrea and I are here with you. Hey, hey. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week. And uh, don't forget, we still have the rest of this month of March. Celery Green Teas came in last week. Yes. Uh, log on to our Facebook pages and our Instagram, and you'll be able to see a picture of them. Yeah. They fit great. They're super comfortable. Nice and soft. And I must say that most people look good in green, but we look really good in green. <laughs> We're rocking the green. Okay. The celery green. And... It's St. Patty's Day. As the recording of this podcast, <laughs> it's one day before St. Patty's Day. Yeah. And when you guys will listen to this podcast, hopefully the day it airs, it will be St. Patrick's Day. So what a better way to talk about a green shirt than around St. Patrick's Day. So add green to your protein smoothie so it's a green smoothie day. Oh, man. We're just really living <laughs> it up. You better add that spinach in and make it a green protein smoothie day. So why we're talking about the teas, uh, other than the fact that they're awesome and we look good in them, we know that <laughs> as you, will, as you guys would look great in them too. For sure. Yeah. And so you guys have a chance. There's three individuals that will have a chance to win a celery green t-shirt. So all you guys have to do, number one, listen to our podcast. You got that down. Then I need you to subscribe to the podcast. Number two. Because you know you want to. It's amazing information. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Then I need you to leave a star review. Hopefully it's five, but if not, just be honest, it will be. Man, we're really, you couldn't fit our heads in this broadcast booth today. And then the last thing is leave a short review for us. I know you might have to get out those typing phalanges and you might have to type something phalanges. up. Phalanges. The phalanges, I you like know. Phalanges. So get out your typing phalanges and write a quick note about what you thought about the podcast. You can be about the particular episode you listen to. Or if you're a longtime listener, we love you. Leave something, uh, you know, a little bit more in depth in terms of what you've gotten out of the podcast. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, and if you have suggestions or if you want more information about something, let us know, too, so we can um, bring that podcast to everyone. Absolutely. So do that. We'll get you an entry in. What you can also do is on our uh, either Instagram page at traineatrepeat.co or on either of our Facebook pages when we post up. Each week we post up a little uh, teaser for each episode. Go ahead and tag three friends that you think would actually like this podcast and help them and you will get an entry in. So we only have one person. Come on, people you know you want to share. One person who has an entry. So Teresa, thank you very much for uh, writing a review and tagging three of your friends and family members. You have an entry in for a celery green tea. All right. Enough about the celery green teas. We won't stop talking about them. You'll continue to hear us talk about them. But we also have a new event coming up also starting April 1st. We do. So we're going to announce it tonight on Facebook at the <laughs> during this recording. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, Wednesday, when it airs, it will already be going on. But uh, registration will be open. We're doing a minimally processed eating challenge starting April 1 for the entire month of April. The whole goal being to eat minimally processed foods, teach you why it's important to do so, how to cook it, how to meal prep for it, how to shop for it, it. all those things. And and, and again, it is just a challenge. So by no means, you know, you're going to do what you can do. You're challenging yourself to eat a little cleaner. If you're if you're looking for that little extra nudge to say, you know, I just I just want to clean up my diet a little bit, diet a little bit more, but I don't know how it's a perfect challenge for you. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I think what you'll get out of it, you can reduce inflammation, you can lose weight, um, you can feel less foggy brain. Improve your gut health. Yeah, there's so many benefits and is not as restrictive or hard as you may think. Um, there's still some really delicious options out there for eating minimally processed. So that's coming out. You can uh, register or get in touch with us again on our social platforms yeah. if you are interested. It's only going to be thirty dollars for the entire month, so a dollar a day, and we're going to be taking twenty five percent of all of our proceeds and donating them to a local food bank. So we're actually going to go buy minimally processed foods at the end of the challenge and donate it so that people have availability and access to those healthier foods. So great cause. Great for you and also great for others and and a great cause overall in the community. So super excited about the Minimally Processed Eating Challenge, or as one mom buddy told me, it's called MPEC. Um, So we love our little acronyms. MPEC. MPEC. It's the MPEC Challenge. MPEC Challenge. It's just a little MPEC. (laughs) So what are we talking about today? And actually, we're talking about a nutrition topic. Yes, it's uh, extremely interesting. It's come up in a lot of different discussions with our clients lately. And we know that if our clients have questions, more than likely, a lot of others have questions about it as well. So so we're talking about reverse dieting, guys. And the reason why I came up to Andrew's point is that we've had some conversations with our clients and have sort of realized that it's kind of an epidemic where, especially women, mm-hmm. They were rewriting their thought process around what it takes to actually lose weight. Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate thing is, is that when you're being brought up as a kid and we're being bombarded by different social media messages and things like that, the the rule of thumb has always been eat less, move more if you want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And sometimes taking it to extremes where we're literally not eating anything. We're We're eating like a bird. Yeah. And and a lot of times women do eat like a bird. They don't eat enough food throughout the day. And we think we eat way too much food. Yeah. And so it's, it's part perception, but it's also the fact that there's not enough education out there. And when we say reverse dieting, it goes beyond just, well, you just simply need to eat more, which in some cases with some of our clients, mm-hmm. that has been the case. Mm-hmm. And it's and we do empathize with you. We do understand that it's a it's it's debunking the myth. It's a hard change in your thought process, because like Tyler said, we've been taught eat less, move more. And this is it's hard for women, especially. I think to to realize that they have to eat more food and put more food in in their in their bellies, and it's a hard concept to wrap your mind around that I have to eat to lose weight, and it, it is you have to fuel your body, and hopefully we're going to answer all those questions for you today. Well, and in understanding that, and we'll get into this a little bit, but that it is still an energy balance, sure. right? Yep. Absolutely. So let me just sort of yep. uh, put that disclaimer out there that this is not like a magic pill. No, you can't just crush. 900 extra calories (laughs) and expect to lose weight, right? Right. But we're going to take you through exactly what reverse dieting is and what it is not, which I just mentioned. That's definitely not what it's not, but and who it's good for and who it's not good for. Mm -hmm. So that way, at the end of this podcast, you can sort of evaluate where you are at right now. Mm -hmm. So that way you can make the best decision. And also too, if we, once you listen to this podcast, if you have questions specifically about your own situation, that is a great time to reach out to us and book in a 
15 minute consult call mm-hmm. to sort of learn exactly mm-hmm. what you're dealing with personally. And you can do that on our website at trainingrepeat.co. So, so many times that women, they, they glom onto that favorite fad diet that's out there. And it's, it's a restriction diet or it's a fasting diet or 500 calories a day or three shakes a day or something like that. So we go on this yo-yo dieting up and down. So I don't like the word diet because people think it's it's a bad word. It causes stress and causes a little mm-hmm. anxiety. So tell us a little bit about what reverse dieting is. So essentially what it is, it's an act of slowly increasing your caloric intake, okay? And, and the majority of the times, the reason why we would want to try a technique like this, so let's just say, for instance, that a person, and there's a little bit of background we need to know about the person, right? Sure. So we would ask questions like, okay, we want you to journal your food for two weeks, and we want you to also verify what your energy levels are like and also what your energy output is like. Mm-hmm. So so what activities are you doing? Mm-hmm. There then when we get that information back, if it's clear that this person has chronic fatigue, uh, doesn't sleep very well. Um, always sore, not recovering. Always sore, never not recovering, might even be missing menstrual cycles and in some hungry. cases. And not hungry at all. That, and, and not only that, when you look at their food log, and they're not even eating three whole meals per day. Right. Probably usually skipping breakfast, eating lunch, maybe late lunch kind of thing, probably over-caffeinated. And in most cases, these diets, when you total up everything, are right around 1,200 calories or below for a day, which for any individual is way too low. Yes. I I hear from so many people, a lot of my girlfriends that, you know, I think I'm going to go on, I'm going to start tracking my calories. I want to start losing weight. What do you think I should go down to? About 1,200 a day. And I literally cringe every time someone says that. Because I just think there's always been this stigma that everybody overeats. Uh And to a certain extent, that might be the case. That's why we say this isn't the best approach for everybody. Sure, sure. Yeah. But when we look at the evidence, if we see that you're not even eating enough for your body to support you while you're sleeping, we call that your basal metabolic rate. So the number of calories that you would need in order to lay awake in bed. And And just blink and respirate and the calories that you would burn otherwise. So then you go out and you have a full day of work Mm -hmm. and you play with your kids and you work out and you walk the dog. That is all caloric expenditure, Uh which if your calories are super low and you're not giving your body enough fuel even to lay awake in bed, much less do all that activity, guess what it does? It slows down your metabolic rate. Okay. So even though you're at a severe caloric deficit, you will not lose weight. And the worst thing is, is that when it does need fuel, it's going to go after your hard-earned muscle mass. So if you're somebody that likes a lean-toned physique and you want that look, the worst thing you can do is eat at a super caloric deficit and increasing your uh, caloric expenditure through activity. So uh, so at first you might lose a couple of pounds going on that low of a diet, but then you're going to slowly, you know, you're going to plateau, right? Yeah, you plateau. Exactly. So the, the body is a homeostasis machine. It wants you to stay the way that you are. And so, and, and especially like it's so damaging for a, a ton of systems, your hormonal function, for your metabolism to go from if you were eating a lot of food, mm-hmm. right? Let's say like you're eating 25 to 3,000 calories a day, mm-hmm. which for a woman might be a lot, right? Yeah, Depending on the woman. Quite a bit. So let's say you went from that 
and automatically went down to 1200. It's like almost being in a car going 90 miles an hour and slamming on the brakes. Do you know how hard that is on the equipment inside the car, the brakes, everything like that. So that's why in reverse dieting, much like if we were going to do a caloric restricted diet, small increments, we're talking 50 to 100 calories per day or 200 calories per week. So why would you build up slowly like that? We have to build up slowly because your body will go into shock, right? And not only that, but we also want to see where the right mm-hmm. amount of calorie either increase or mm-hmm. decrease is going to be the right niche, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing about reverse dieting is that it does require you to be pretty present mm-hmm. and and be aware of what's going on with your body as you start to increase those calories. So we're not just looking at what the scale is showing because, again, your body has this adaptive stage where you go, it takes about 9 to 14 days to see a drastic change like that uh, on the scale. Mm -hmm. So what we want to try and do then is gradually go slowly, make sure we're tracking our food. So whether you're doing that on a MyFitnessPal, you're using our our hand method that we like to utilize. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also trying to take a look at how are my energy levels? Am I recovering good Mm -hmm. after after a workout? Mm -hmm. Do I have to take a mid-afternoon nap because I get slumpy energy levels? We just had a client Mm -hmm. who literally is the the personification of a person that needed to do a reverse diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest, it was like one of those things where like we didn't even want her to counter calories. We're like, we just yeah. need you to eat three square meals to, a day. We just want you to eat. We don't care, you know, what it is in the sense that we just want you to get all your calories in. And of course, we want her to eat healthy sure. food. Especially protein. We don't want you to cut the protein. So when you're adding in those extra calories, add a little more protein, a little carbohydrates, and a little bit of fat. But with this person, she, she would wake up really early in the morning go work out, which is great, Mm -hmm. but then would have zero energy to the point where she had to take a two to three hour nap. Right after her workout. And that's what we call chronic fatigue right there. And when we took a look at the daily intake, super low. Right. And again, it's not one of those things where we're like, well, you should be losing weight then, right? You're working out. You're not putting in any calories, any excess calories, but again, your metabolism and your hunger hormone completely shut down because your body is really trying to just survive. Right. And she she would over-caffeinate and then eat a little bit in the afternoon, crash and burn, and then eat some dinner and then go through this whole cycle again and uh, could not understand why she just had no energy. Yeah. So the things you would need to do, if you were, if you were like... I think I want to know if I'm actually eating enough food. Sure. You have to track. Right. And it's we think in our mind, especially women, that we are eating enough food, that we overeat our food. When you sit down and actually track the calories that you're eating and not comparing it to anything else, but just track the food that you're eating. Don't look into my fitness panel when it says you want to lose this amount of weight. So go down to this many calories. You want to just track the food that you're eating so you can understand where you're at. And then look at your energy output. Are you working out? Are you active throughout the day? Are you sedentary? You know, figure out that kind of information specifically first to then determine what you need to do. Yeah, like we had a a member in our Facebook group. She's an athlete Mm -hmm. and she does triathlons. Yeah, very active. Yeah, and she's like, I don't understand why the the scale isn't moving. She felt like she was holding on to some inflammation, things like that. I was like, and when she detailed out what her daily caloric intake was and also me knowing exactly how much activity she's putting out, Mm -hmm. 
then like 800 some calories it was like an extra 800 calories workouts. that she yeah. wasn't even getting through her diet sure. so as soon as she started to upper calories mm-hmm. energy levels went up yep. performance went up she started to trim down and the inflammation went away yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so so think of it this way the reason why we want you to track is that and what you'll notice when you start to reverse diet so there's still you can't undo the law of uh thermodynamics right, right. in terms of energy in energy out right exactly mm-hmm. right and that's yep. how weight loss happens but let's say and you're looking at like the, that, uh, so what is that called? A, uh, the scale. The, the scale. Balance, the yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So if you start to gradually increase your calories, you're like, well, everybody says, well, I'm going to gain weight. What, what happens is, is that as that increases, so too, your, your probably your energy intake is mm-hmm. already so high. Mm-hmm. So then there starts to become that balance or, and, or because you're not so tired all the time, your activity level actually increases. Sure. So then the body says, oh, I'm really well fed, I can start to let go of some of this body fat and allow you to gain some of that lean mass that it was otherwise using for fuel earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's like he had mentioned before, give this nine to 14 days. Your body is, it's not going to react right away. Your body needs to understand that it's getting more fuel so it can release that inflammation and use that fuel for other means. And so once you've picked out what your tracking method is, uh-huh. you have to determine your maintenance calories. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Well, it's you have to take in a couple factors. So we have to take in consideration what your daily activity is. So like if you have a desk job, if you're on your feet constantly, how many steps we're getting per day, because that matters a ton. Then we have to determine how many hours a week you're working out and the intensity of those. Mm-hmm. Then we take other factors like your height, your weight, your uh, age. Your age. Mm-hmm. All of those factors get put together to determine what your what we call your total daily energy expenditure mm-hmm. is. Once we have that number, that's the number of calories that you burn on a typical day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Then from there, like we talked about earlier, we would gradually increase your calories by 50 to 100 per day. Mm -hmm. That's like a tablespoon of nut butter. Right. 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 Like we're not talking a lot. And not even a handful of nuts. Yeah. 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 We're talking a very small amount and doing that over the course of about four to 10 weeks. Then... You know, Andrea talked about this earlier, talking about the balance. So like of your macronutrients. So proteins, carbs, fats. Mm -hmm. Protein is one of the ones that, especially in women, are really deficient in. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about protein to know is that as long as it's sourced properly, you're choosing lean meats, you're choosing high quality. It's not going to get stored as fat when you put it back into your body or even if you eat too much. So, you know, there's a lot of like, well, how many grams per pound of body weight? Mm -hmm. If you want just a simple answer, somewhere between 0.82 to one gram per pound of Mm -hmm. body weight is Mm -hmm. is sufficient enough. Getting it from multiple sources, clean sources, um, that's a really good way. And then the next piece is sort of determining you know, sort of the rate of progression. I would always err on the side of going slower yeah, and tracking your progress route without going too aggressive. Because again, this is not a dieting method that is backed up by science. It's more anecdotal. So it's, sure. it's worked so many times for so many people, but it might not work for you. So you can go conservative, moderate, or aggressive. Now, now you have to remember, this is a, a theory that bodybuilders follow um, when they're done with their competitions and they don't want to gain all, they want to gain some weight back, but they don't want to gain the fat back. They want to keep the muscle. So they're conservatively adding on little calories here, little calories there, so to speak, to maintain, but to build up their weight back, but build that muscle back. 
Yeah. Or to gain the muscle. And and you're in a different situation because obviously we you know we know you're not gonna be stepping on stage more than likely, right? Right, right. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh jumpstart your metabolism again and regulate that hormone, that that uh hunger hormone again for you so that your metabolism works for you on overdrive. And the good thing is about this is that it, it creates sustainability mm-hmm. within your sort of healthy wellness uh program and Mm -hmm. the way you eat. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you will more than likely never have to go back down again. Correct. Because the more times that you cause your metabolism to go down and come up, up, down and come up, Mm -hmm. it gets damaged. Yes. Right. And and it stays in that. that. So life-sustaining caloric intake is never going to be 1,200 calories. It's never going to be. That's not going to be a life-sustainable habit for you to maintain. Your energy level is going to go up and down, up and down. You really have to listen to your body. And as we said last on last week's podcast, that this is an experiment. You have to work with different numbers to see what works for your body because what works for me might not work for you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you have to play around with these and listen to how your body feels. Listen or fig- Feel how you recover from your workout how your energy level is. And like, I, you know, you notice on those days when you're a little bit, um, you had your second breakfast yesterday, so mm-hmm. to speak. So when your body is hungry, it's asking for that specific fuel because it needs more energy so you can give more out of your day. And it takes time to build up that appetite for two because, you know, I've, I've talked with clients and I start to increase their calories mm-hmm. intake and explaining why, mm-hmm. right? And gradual. And they feel so stuffed and so full and yeah. they can't eat multiple Absolutely. times a day. Your body will adjust to that Sure, and it, it might be uncomfortable for maybe one to two weeks, but give it time and see how it works. You have to remember that the 1,200 calories, your body's starving. It's in, it's in rundown mode. It can't do anything for you. You have foggy brain and you're not able to complete your daily task. Start eating a little bit more here and there throughout your day. Um, and like he said, add a 50, or 50 calories here and see how it goes. See how you feel. Be like, well, I'm, I'm starting to get hungry. Well, mm-hmm. you're hungry. Your body's telling you to fuel yourself. Absolutely. And again, this is not for everybody. But it is a technique that can be utilized and one that, I mean, the reason why we're talking about it, we literally saw three cases of it <laughs> last week alone out of three of our clients. And it was like a light bulb that hit our clients. They're like, I feel amazing. I have so much energy and it's actually working. Like they, like it was, it was a magic pill, but it's not a magic pill. They were yeah. just, they were just besides it, it dispelled everything that yes. they were told yes. not to do. Yes. And, you know, again... It, it takes a little bit of work because you do need to track. You do need to make sure that you're monitoring your progress just beyond how you feel and what the scale says. Take progress pictures, too. Mm-hmm. Like all of those are huge factors. But we know that it, it can work mm-hmm. um, for an individual that is drastically under eating mm-hmm. um, to sort of re-kick up that metabolism mm-hmm. and ensure that they're burning the right type of fuel, more so their fat rather than their hard-earned lean mass. And if you're feeling, if you feel like this is you or that you know someone that is dealing with these same issues, tell them to reach out to us. We can definitely help them get on that right path. Um, we It's just been coming up a lot more, so it's it's not, you're not alone. Other people feel this way as well, and we can we can definitely help. 
Absolutely, guys. So I hope you enjoyed that and uh, reach out if you guys have questions. Next week, we're going to be talking about how to keep your workout and healthy way of life routine while on vacation. So hard to do. Because we're going on vacation. Because we're going on vacation. I mean, just rub it in. We'll be in the sun. We're going to be working on the vacation, but we'll just be... And vacation. We'll be on vacation. We'll be in 82 <laughs> degrees and doing the podcast. So, um, but we we are going to keep our healthy way of life routine going. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows what that sluggish after mm-hmm. vacation feeling, no working out feels like. So we are going to share some of our tips and tricks as we are going to be exercising it ourselves. In hot, hot weather. Yes. I'm so excited. Andrea <laughs> loves hot weather. She loves the hot runs. I'm terrified. So you guys have a great week and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferret or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.